This is How to Business and Show Business, where we talk about the business of show, the podcast that discusses ways to work smarter, not harder. If you're a performer at the beginning of your career or a student interested in going into the performing arts, this is the podcast for you. For more about the podcast, you can find our website at businessandshowbusiness.com. There you can learn more about the business of performing arts with coursework, videos with shop talk, and interviews with other professional performers. Now here's your host, Corbett. This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Corbin Williams, we continue the conversation of listening, asking those next level questions. We talk a little bit about the COVID vaccination and the future of the theater industry. Is it going to come back the way it was or will there be some change? So I hope you enjoy this part two with Corbin Williams. Keep on keeping on. Listening. But it's that next level listening where you're you're not, you know, especially if you have like a Zoom call like this where you can see them. You know, mm. they'll say, well, I spent a little time in Bloxy. And then I went on to, <laughs> and now anyone listening couldn't see that I made like a face when I said that. And I've never mm-hmm. been to Bloxy, so I'm sure it's a great place. But, th- you know, I take that face thing and I let them finish. And then I'm like, so what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> and usually, What's that backstory? <laughs> usually that'll be some of the best stuff in a conversation. You know, and mm-hmm. I've had other conversations where I'll mention someone, you know, they'll be like, ooh, we don't, you know, don't, that's a whole separate episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when they answer something and I'll, I'll ask, you know, oh, do you want to talk a little bit about it? And they're like, sometimes they're like, yeah, and we, you know, that's another great opening thing. And other times it's like, uh, no, I really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, but the, some people opening up and some people not opening up kind of thing. Yeah. There was, a, I had a conversation maybe two years ago and it was kind of like, it was a dirge. You know, we were only 20 minutes in and I was like, this person doesn't want to really, you know, open up too, too much, which I get totally fine. It happens. Um, I don't know why they decided to talk to me. (laughs) Do you know where you're at? But I get it. I get it. I get it. And then I just took a pause and I was like, you know what? Let me just level with this person. I was like, what do you, what do you, what, what gets you up in the morning? What do you love to do? You know, just a, you know, normal human basic question. And the second half of the interview went off in a great way. So this is like, you know, I know it's not my story time, but I feel like it's time. You know, I wanted to share those because you really hit a nerve with that in listening, especially, you know, from all angles. And that's Um, what I mean. It's hard when you want to just jump in, right? Right. Because then you want to contribute. But then it's like, it's not about me. Like, I got to let them, you know do this anyway sorry go ahead <laughs> i know exactly what you mean um th- okay so so the podcast what are your view we're going to do like a slight 180 here or i guess it's Please. a 180 what are your views on what the future of theater could look like i know we have oh my god you know a lot of changes that have come that mm-hmm. are coming um, some that are great. And I'm curious, you know, just kind of in a speculatory, you know, what do you, what do you I, see? If I can be frank and we'll, I, we'll make enough room in the conversation. If, so if you need to cut this out, you can, I feel comfortable saying this um, just because it, it's, it's the reality of, of the business right now. Right. Mm. It will not be the same and it cannot be the same. And it should just not. coming up. It should not. Yeah. Well, with everything that's recently transpired, both, both political health and just union wise, mm. 
let's start with the obvious. Right now, our business has gone through a change with uh, leadership in the workplace and expelling certain people from said leadership and workplace because it's the trickle-down effect. Good services not always come from the top. Right. And this is nothing new about chill business. We've always known this. And it's taken people now this long to admit up to, oh, that's that was never okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then if it was never okay, why did you allow? And I know I'm being vague, but for those of you who know, you know what you know what you know what I'm referring to. Yeah. If it was never okay, then why did you let it happen? And again, I was never in the room when it happened. I was never present or privy, so I don't know how I would have reacted personally in the moment. I would have liked to think I would have been a person of integrity. Um, so then that so then that's happened. Um, a lot of people have been out of work this past year. So getting the motor skills back up and running to head back into said show, right? Because you can't just have people jump in cold turkey. People, and that's a liability of insurance. Please, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a liability of insurance. You need time to get them back up to snuff. Yes, it's somewhere, somewhere in this in the in the subconscious, but as far as training like an athlete and being at an athlete eight shows a week to then okay, I've been off for some time. How do I get back to being a, an athlete and then doing my job? Right. I don't know. Some people might fall into that easier. Um, I feel, and again, you can cut this out if you need to. I feel confident saying that. So I had a conversation with someone and we were talking about um, the nature of the business as it refers to with this pandemic. Hmm. How do we go back to work if most of us if none of us, if some of us are vaccinated. Um, The union cannot ask people to get vaccinated. Legally, they cannot. Producers, yes, because that's a privatized kind of a business in in and of itself. Oh, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't come back into my show. They're not held to the same accountability as the union is, which has standards, which has rules and protocol, right? I wonder what that looks like for some performers who maybe, I don't know if I want to get the back. And please don't come for me, people. I don't care. <laughs> don't come for them because you don't know their own personal life struggles and what may, what may or may not be happening in their lives. Right. I might not feel comfortable. Hashtag I am vaccinated. Um, I might not feel comfortable getting vaccinated. I'm Whether I've seen other people just hit them like a brick of wall and then they're down for two weeks, or maybe some people had a really negative reaction. Maybe I'm peace of mind. I don't know. I'll tell you that that, the Moderna one, that thing is potent. (laughs) (laughs) Shot two. Ooh. Um, And then some people are like, oh, I'm ready to get back to work. And I had a friend share with me, he was uh, working on set on a TV show, and he was saying, Corban, we are. It's the most uh, extreme precautions. I And, you know, I feel comfortable saying this, and I know some people are going to come for me. I think it can be a little bit too much. But if we're wearing masks and if we're distanced and if we're already doing the work behind scenes, I know some people have a comfortability level, which I will never knock. You do what you feel comfortable with. Yeah. I will never knock that for your own safety. I think it can be crippling for some people. And again, I don't know everyone's personal uh, struggles or battles with it. This is which which is why I can't judge someone for it because what works for me might not work for you and work for you, vice versa. Mm. Who am I? Who am I I to tell someone what to do, right? But then you have some people who are so crippled and I'm like, if it's that crippling of your safety, then should you be working? 
I don't know. And that's, and that's something that you have to come to struggle with. And again, it's, it's different for everyone. And these are the conversations that people are having behind closed doors that they might not necessarily be advertising, which I understand because even this has become political in nature. I was listening on, uh, on our state's um, podcast called Alaska News Nightly, and they were talking about the Spanish influenza. And they had this guy on, or maybe it was NPR, one of the two. He was saying, I remember when the vaccine rolled out for, I'll say, first of all, you've lived, sir. If you remember that, you have lived. Mm. And he goes, I remember when they had introduced this into the, and it was never, it was never up for discussion. We all got, va- we all got vaccinated because this was prior FDR, so no one knew, but we didn't want to take the chance because we had seen it just sweep through the nation and take so many of our loved ones. It wasn't a hot topic of debate. I was like, wow. So to go from that to then this, <sighs> well, did I answer your question? You did. And I, I am going to definitely take this moment to say as a PSA, um, I feel very safe with the a COVID vaccination. I got the Moderna one. The right? response my body had to it was sweating, chills, um, very dehydrated. 20 minutes yeah. after the second shot, I was very thirsty and it was like that for over 24 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically felt like a bad hangover and mm-hmm. because of, and and no, no, no reaction in the lungs, which is where, you know, COVID hits you and they are putting a piece of that into your mm-hmm. body so it can fight it in the future. I'm not a scientist. So this is, you know, don't quote me on this crap. But uh, the my lungs were not affected by the second mm-hmm. vaccination at all. Uh, that's not a side effect. And, I, you know, it wasn't really a huge concern of mine, but uh I felt very safe. Of course, everyone has a different, you know, yeah. level of what safe is. But, you know, I would say get it if you feel safe because yeah. I definitely, you know, after the response my body had, I was like, ooh, I, I definitely feel protected. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like my body just went and fought that. <laughs> so yeah. I have an immunity. I think I still have like another week and a half until I'm, you know, fully inoculated. Yeah. But... Can I take another pass at it just to give a PC response, just in case we do decide to muddle that down? I mean, I just... I love that you say that. I love that you say second, second, you can cut this out, all that stuff, because you know well, I'm not cutting anything out. <laughs> well, well, no, and I appreciate that. And Clay, and I wanted, I wanted to say this when we got off, but sometimes I feel as though within the nature of show business, we cannot... And listen, I don't judge my friends. I have a... I, being in this town, in this state, because I do live in a red state, it is very, um, growing up in a military family, let's just say this, we always had political conversations at the dinner table. And if you did not bring something of substance, you got cut. Oh, Play with no, your food. You don't have, because <laughs> well, I mean, it was like, so yeah. my parents always expect us in conversation, if you're not gonna bring your A game mm. and know what you're talking about, don't open your mouth, which I think is very valid. And I think some people, I'm not gonna name names, speak out their ass. And I'd rather you say to me in a conversation, I don't know, I don't have enough information. Let me go do my research and come back. I will always appreciate that instead of just spouting off what's already being said. Like do, do uh, consciously, he says, me research over me search. And I love that saying, but put in the time to do the work. And I feel as though we as performers now don't necessarily have the luxury to be at a Dolly Parton and because he's never talked about politics. Those days are long gone. Some people can do that, but I feel as though I'm caught in a rock with, between a rock and a hard place because I just want to do show business and talk about show business and not talk about 
maybe some more controversial things or some more hot topic things of, of, of a political nature, which I think the vaccine has been very political of late. Which is crazy because um, it's a life safety thing. Right. It's, protect, I, it's, it's there to protect you. It, I, you know. I, I just, I cannot get behind some people on that. I'm like, but you, you know, again, you I get it. Yeah. yeah. Do what you need to do. But um, I would like to see tomorrow. I mean, and I oh, can't believe I'm going to say this. Me as a 26 year old, I feel fine. I was never, and I'm putting myself here on a limb and I know someone's probably gonna come for me. I felt fine. I was never worried about getting the Rona. My work environment is the most sterile thing you've ever seen. My boss is a neat freak. She's very much a germaphobe. She's like, <laughs> clean everything. This and, is way before Rona. And Alaska. <laughs> and Alaska, well, and then we have that. Yeah. But then my primary concern was, I have elderly parents that are in their 70s. Out of respect for them, let yeah. me do the Because I would feel so bad, Clay, if I came home brought this to them and killed them and then they're that you know terrible that was what was going through my mind never my own personal safety as mm. a 26 year old somebody mm. and i had never had any health worries or concerns so that's where my mind was living go ahead you you gotta you know what you gotta you gotta make an educated decision i you know yeah. i i would say you know confidently on this show go get your vaccination while yes. fully also respecting that there's a backstory in a situation and the fact of the matter is if you have an adverse reaction to it Everyone has different um, medical attention, uh, medical yeah. response. You know, what I could yeah. get here is different than what you get in Alaska is different than you get in the middle of the country. You know, so I completely yeah. understand that. And I took into consideration my sister who mm. actually had COVID and mm. it was she's still feeling the responses oh. from it. Um, it doesn't just go away. And, it, you know, it depends on what strain you get and all that stuff. But with what she had, I figured, you know, either it's that. Or it's you know this vaccination. <laughs> it's like if the if the other choice is a possible death, or you know an extreme extreme illness that still has not subsided after almost a yeah. year, you know I'll take the vaccination. You know well, that's just no, the. No, it's just nobody it talks about that, or they're yeah. not talking about it enough. There are some people who've had extreme reactions, still recovering. There's a woman Anderson Cooper had interviewed. Yeah. She had lost all form of speech and had to go to speech therapy. There was another person who uh, her lungs are scarred for the rest of her life. The app, no, and, yeah. and we won't know what po co uh, possible causes will have in the long run for those who have had it, right? What does their recovery process look like? Because now this is a, a pre-existing condition. Good luck insurance, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and how many people anyway, have it? Health insurance. And how many people have it, right? Oh, God, don't even get me started. So anyways, to give my PC version, just in case you want to cut it out, if you do, I don't know. I would say this for the for, for the nature and future of our business. I think people will be more cautious when they come back to work and they will have a heightened reaction of uh, cleanliness and they'll have a heightened uh, sense of, I need to wash my hands, which I, the fact that we had to have a song about washing our hands, I was like, that was ridiculous. Come on, y'all know 60 seconds, happy birthday to me twice. Come on, let's do this. I think people have a different caution for their environment in the workplace. I think that regional theater and tours will come back before Broadway. I think that, and this is just my own personal purview. This is not anybody else. It's like, I will take the beating for this. Anyone, if you want to come for me. Um, but this is, I think that this is a rude awakening on many levels. And when we come back, we will either go back to the way it was 
or we will go back or we will come into a new sense of let's start let's start fresh that's my pc that's my pc answer which one do you think will happen Ooh, he I asked the question. I, I, I think there are some people who, and please, and when I say this, guys, listen, I've been in the union all of like five minutes since, what, 2018, since when I joined, right? Yeah, 2018 when I joined. Um, but still, that's been more than enough time to see what goes on and what, what doesn't go on. And I'm pretty sure there's an even deeper level of what's happening that most of us aren't aware of. Um, I think there are some people that are still holding on to ways of old and that there are some people who are trying to get informed, trying to be invested in what's happening in our union. And I was having a conversation with someone and I was saying, you know, joining a union is more than just getting your card. You need to understand how it functions. What is the structure? What are you paying for with that 2.5% of your gross? What does that 1800, yeah, I think it's still 1800 joining. What is that 1800 actually affording you when you then get your health and your pension? What does your 401k and your Roth look like? What does your insurance look like? Well, we've been working for a year. Who's getting paid? Producers aren't paying. And maybe I'm speaking out of term when I say this. So how are you going to go about um, single payer as opposed to when you're working in a show? And what happens when you're working out of, let's say if your insurance is based out of um, New York and you're doing a show in LA, how does that, the responsibility and again, the business more so than the show, but nobody talks about this enough. And I wish that there were, and you know what I was saying, I was like, this gives me an idea. I need to reach out to equity and said, can we make a podcast just talking about the business structure of what it means to join the union? Or maybe it's an undertaking that I'll take. I don't know. Either one. Not a bad idea though. I w- I'm right. Not a bad idea. Because there are just some things that I know I would have liked to have learned before joining. I mean, I had some of the education, but not as much as I have now and still continuing to learn because it's a never changing thing. And I understand you don't know what you don't know. And it is there, but you have to deep dive and look for it when you go into the equity website. And so again, research over research, we have to put in the work. Yeah. And there has been a lot of capitalizing on the fact, uh, you know, and these are from the, from the producer side of it on the fact that, you know, you want a job you don't necessarily understand how the rest of the backside of the show works from a financial standpoint. You might not care. You might not know what some of the verbiage is in your contract. And that's going to serve us just fine because you're going to do the job anyway, because you don't want to quote unquote rock the boat. Right. And you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the change is, if any lasting. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just saying, you know, I'm curious what it's going to look like with, you know, because some people are going to go on their merry way. Be like, I, like, honestly, I don't care. I just want to work. You know, I don't care what I'm not getting or getting. And some people are like, no, I do care and I want to know. And other, you know, so it'd be, it would be good if you did that little podcast thingy because it wouldn't be so little after people you know what? took a listen, you know. Right. Well, and it would be of service. And it's, and it can and, be dry, you know, it can be dry information, but it's still very yeah. juicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and part of the thing is, and I have some information already. And I think maybe a little bit has been fear on my part because I'm like, would I be rocking the boat if I just blanketly said, I mean, this is public information, so it's not a secret, but would people care? And I would love to like 
interview other people who have been in the business longer than me. Like, what is your perspective? I would love to interview people from equity. Like, can you break this down for us? What it is when we talk about what levels of tiers when it, when it comes to get their Cigna or their insurance or right now for those who do qualify for the subsidized version of Cobra right. for, for their health plan. And it's free Yeah, if they qualify, right? And then paying the premium afterward. I just, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to hold myself accountable this day. What is it? April, April 30th at uh, 5:51 my time, Alaska time. This is my commitment. I will, this is a project that I will start. And I hope to have started, if not before the end of the summer, um, during summer, because it's something that would better serve our community. If I'm honest, are there any standout lessons that have come up for you in the last oh year God. being in a different location? <laughs> just took you out there if uh if you're willing to share any that come up and you know and these are this like life lessons but i'm also curious you know and this is could be way out in left field but i would be interested to hear if there's any huge lessons you've learned in the electrical field or from a business standpoint you know just some like uh measure twice cut once (laughs) great uh do it right the first time uh oh that's double check your work yeah okay keep going you cannot count on other people i mean and, and this is gonna sound bad this is just something that I know the mentors in my life have always said it without saying so many words. You cannot trust people to do the work. You got to double check people's work because it's the very time that you don't check that, oh, well, now you're missing a part or, well, oh, now you got to go back to the vendor or now you got to make more work for yourself. Measure twice, cut once. Um, and I would even say that about doing the extra work and not waiting for other, not waiting for, and not waiting for someone else, do the work yourself because people are sheep. I hate to say this, but people are sometimes sheep and they want things to be given to them. And I understand they want things to be done for them. However, if things are gonna be done for you, you have to pay a pretty penny for that. Like, cause, cause you don't wanna do the work and you're asking someone else to do the work for you or you're paying someone else to do the work for you. When was the last, not you, Proverbially speaking to the audience, when was the last time you actually went to a library? I know Rona might have some have some you know side effects to that, but when was the last time that you went to a library and not looked an article up online? When was the last time that you, and for some people, I don't know, maybe this means cooked something as opposed to went to a fast food restaurant? How many phone numbers do you actually have memorized by heart instead of on speed dial? When was the last time that you decompressed without a phone? Because I ever, I truly think if these phones ever went away, some people would not make it. And I sometimes put myself in that category because my business now revolves around, you know, the phone and the laptop. The overall lesson that I've learned is, oh God. It's in there somewhere. Just give me a second. I'm fishing, I'm fishing, I'm fishing. Accountability. I'll say it again. Accountability. Yeah. That's just the biggest thing. This is this is so freaking funny because all the lessons you just listed, exactly what we're doing over at the Air Filter Company on this double really? checking. Oh yeah, the double checking thing. Yesterday we shipped out twenty one boxes of individually mm. custom sized filters, and we checked. Mm-hmm. I mean, we measured three times before we cut okay. once, you know, before we ship. Okay, I see you. And it I was, you. no, but it was the, the general manager over, over there. She doesn't mess around. 
And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it has to be right. Yeah. It's no, you know, we can't look bad, period. No debate. It's accountability, like you just said. And I think it's so funny that what you're bringing up, you know, don't, you can't rely on other people, you know, rely on you yourself. Can't. Check twice. All of that is exactly, <laughs> this would be my exact answers from what I'm doing outside of the, and do it right. Yeah. Oh, come on now. That's come the, on. You know, don't cut a corner. You know. But if you're gonna cut corners in your in your, I don't know, in your in your hobby, you're gonna do it in your job. So it makes oh, yeah. me think if I'm gonna if I'm gonna cut corners in here, where am I cutting corners in my in my in life. business of, yeah. of of life or yeah. just Corben with 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 my friends with my family. Yeah. And I, I, I'll have to say more about this when we when we finish this. Because there's just there's so many more motivational things that I want to say, but I know we're kind of pressed for time, or at least I'm pressed for time. Listen, it's 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 almost soon to be six. I gotta head to the gym before I gotta get to work. I have responsibilities. You got a full day. Um, I do, but accountability is the biggest lesson that I've learned in this year. And I think the second thing that my mom would say on this is, "Oh, you've been nicer. You you've been more tolerant." <laughs> <laughs> because when I, when I was in the city, I didn't have time for the BS. And my mom says to me, because at the time when I was 25, because you're 25, some people might not take kindly to that attitude of like the no fucks to give. Mm-hmm. Cause like my parents are in their seventies and they have no fucks to give. Right. Mm. They they're in this next stage of their life. They're like, you should see the people I live around. <laughs> they None. don't have time. Zero. And my parents, yeah. and my parents said, you have to be careful of that because you're just starting. And some people might not look too they might look down on that as it being a negative. I was yep. like, but I don't. But they're like, but you can be nicer in the way that you deliver. And so to which when I was, my mom has asked my partner many times, so what have you noticed? Cause we're going on almost a year. Hmm. And she goes, what have you noticed since, uh, he, he asked my mom, what have you noticed since I've been dating your son? And she goes, well, he's nicer. He's nicer. It's <laughs> like savage. I said, don't let my mom Southern this fool you guys. She's a savage man. She'll come for you. She'll come for you. <laughs> Corbin, this has been great. Mm-hmm. This is, I, you know, it's like the random show here. I love it. We've touched on so much. Um, yeah. It's nice to reconnect here uh, on the show yeah. and take the time to share some of the stuff we wouldn't necessarily hit, you know, Yeah. in a part one, you know, conversation. Is there anything else you want to add here before we wrap on up today? Um, I hope everyone is being kind to themselves and I hope everyone's being kind to each other because... You know, morals and, conv- and this is going off on a side note, but this is just something that I've been feeling of late. Morals and convictions are a great thing, but when those morals and convictions hurt other people intentionally or unintentionally, um, until you've walked a lifetime, I hate to say a mile in someone else's shoes because a mile doesn't even begin to cover it. Because I don't know, practice, I don't know what's happening on the day. To- I mean, you and I, we talk, so I do, but I don't know what's happening in your day-to-day. Just like you don't know what's happening in my day-to-day if we weren't sharing with each other. And there might be some real things that someone's going through. So have a little grace and don't be so quick to write people off, which is something I'm working on. Patience, patience, you know. Mm. Um, Easier said than done, but you might not agree with people, but respect people. Mm. Easier said than done. I know, I know. Um, That's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Corben Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and be sure to share with your friends. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on next week's episode of How to Business in Show Business.